It was so embarrassing. Oh, it's so good. I made fun of like cross country and marathon runners and there was a cross country coach and she was like, this picture is this cross country <laughs> okay. on it. And she's holding a Stanley and I was like, but not you. Like, I, you know what I mean though. It's so great. Those kinds of sickos. <laughs> hey, welcome to Lightning Rounds. This is episode number 43. My name is Zach. Hello. Andrew. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And together we are the Lightning Round Boys. Quick shout out to our our contributors to the podcast. One of the boys. boys. If you're listening right now, give yourself a a little self self five. Homeschool high five. Yeah, buddy. It's February. It's a great month. A lot has happened in the past couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, aliens. Hello. Aliens. Oh, is that not what you meant? Are there more aliens? I'm, I, I'm ready to go there. Let's go there. Did you guys see the uh, the Super Bowl, by the way? That was, yes. that was Sunday. That was Sunday. Right? Yeah. Okay. Hollow didn't know that it was Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> or that there was a football game. I was, on. I was at a photo shoot. <laughs> crazy. I'm like, hey, when's the Super Bowl? The guy's like, right now, when you scheduled this shoot. <laughs> hey, dude, how are we even friends? <laughs> but anyway, every commercial. Did you guys notice that all the commercials had to do with aliens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did remember that. Interesting. It's like they're trying to, it's like create a diversion. Hmm. We are strangers. It's like hidden, we hidden are in plain sight, right? Hidden in plain <laughs> hidden, sight, hidden, man. Hidden in plain sight. Come on, we need to do another crazy episode like that. Did you? Are you? You know the conspiracy theory, right? What behind the Super Bowl? What Taylor Swift? Oh, geez, she's an alien. That it's a whole setup. This is a, a legit thing that that the Department of Defense tweeted about. What? Because people were saying Taylor Swift. She's like basically been bought out by Biden. And what's going to happen is there's no matter what, the Chiefs are going to win. You know, it's going to look like they're not, then they are. And then they're going to be, you know, America's couple. And after that, like this week, she's going to endorse President Biden. (laughs) And now all of America loves Taylor Swift. The people who are on the fence are going to be like, well, you know what? I like the Chiefs. Because and, I like President Biden. Hey, we live in a world that does. It's that easy. And the Department of Defense tweeted, no, Taylor Swift is not part of a like government conspiracy thing. But after the game, Biden tweeted a picture of himself with red glowing eyes and said, my oh, plan. Did, did you see that? My plan has worked. Yeah, like jokingly. Oh my God. But it's still pretty creepy. First of all, why does the Department of Defense have a Twitter account? I feel like they shouldn't be saying much. Like yeah. it's kind of a secret. <laughs> you like got a busy job. <laughs> you should be wearing like you shouldn't be hiring anyone to run your social media account if you are a part of the defense <laughs> of the country. Focus well, on the whole defense. At cyber thing. threats. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Don't turn on your computers at midnight in the year two thousand. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Department of we survived it. Anyway, yeah. survived it. Anyways, I yeah, digress. that's all I know about the Super Bowl. There's lots of things that happened in the past few weeks since the last time we were together. Yeah, Zach, tell us, tell us what happened. Yeah, I became a a dad of three. We welcomed 
Tanner Curran into this world, born <laughs> January 29th. Come on. Monday, January 29th, making Mondays great, <laughs> better. That was the best Monday I've ever had. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I mean, Emma was in labor Wait. and I got to call out of work. So Wait. I had a blast. <laughs> Who had a lot of fun? Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. She was in labor. I was out of labor. It was a great yeah, exactly. day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but um, for those that are wondering, or even those that prayed for us, uh, thank you. A lot of friends reached out. I'll give a quick shout out to Kelly, too. She, man, she sent us a little card and... She's sweet. Yeah, little presents and stuff. And so, little shout out to Kelly. Come on. Kelly kills. States away and she's still blessing us. So, that was awesome. But um, yeah, thank you to everyone who prayed. Uh, we're just thankful, man. And we're just learning uh, how to play zone defense right now. Speaking about football. Yep. Learn how to play zone right now. Zone, baby. Too high, uh, double high safety. Try not to tear my Achilles um, as I run onto the field, you know, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Today I sneezed and pulled my hamstring. That's how out of shape I am. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I was like, ah <laughs> um, No, but um, it's it's a great it's a great month. February is awesome. It's a leap year, so February only has twenty eight days, right? This year? No, it always has twenty eight days. <laughs> no, it always has twenty eight. It has twenty nine. That's this what it year. is. Twenty nine, yeah. That's what it is. Mm, I know. It's pretty crazy. There's gonna be Kids born the this year on the 29th, and they'll what they'll they won't be one for four more years. Wow, that's kind of fun. I know. What do they do? Nothing, dude. Just celebrate the 28th. Yeah, I wonder what you choose. <laughs> or March 1st. Or March 1st. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Wow. Conspiracy? I think mm. so. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. When this comes out, Valentine's Day will have come and gone. But we thought it'd be fun to do a little segment on Valentine's Day candies. And so today's segment is called Sugar Rush. You know, Valentine's Day, it's one of... If you had to rank it in like the most celebrated holidays, where where, where do you think Valentine's Day would fall? I'd I'd give it a... Five, like just below Flag Day or what? Uh, <laughs> Arbor Day, yeah, <laughs> Arbor Day, right above Earth Day, maybe. Right above Earth Day, it's like a close tie. When is Earth Day? Four twenty? No, that's not. Yeah, is it Earth Day? No, <laughs> it's Earth Day. <laughs> green, green Earth Day. Okay, so I I think Valentine's Day would probably be, um. I'm going to go with a solid solid eighth, eighth on the list. Can you name eight holidays? Sure can. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, Fourth of July, President's Day, Arbor Day, Mother's Day, Father's <laughs> Day, <laughs> Halloween. All right, you're good. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day. Come on, dude. So, Valentine's Day, according to a poll done in the United States of America, God bless America. God bless. Because we love to celebrate. We love to make a big deal about nothing. And, oh, well, we like like to make big deals about things. 
Big deal. Uh, anytime we can have a holiday and celebrate. Valentine's Day actually falls in a uh, number of popularity. It falls as number 13. I knew it. Wow. Just right after St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I knew it. What, what do you guys think the top three are in order? Um, Christmas. Fourth of July. Po- the most popular. It's not Christmas? It number one Christmas. is not Christmas. It ha- but it has to be Christmas. <laughs> the children love the books. The children. <laughs> I want to say Fourth of July is number one. No. Gosh, number dude, one is Thanksgiving. What's wrong with you, America? Wow. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Everybody does it. Every- <laughs> the most, yeah. As the most popular Everybody holiday. Yeah, it. Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then, New then Year's. Veterans Day. What? Oh. Is number three. I mean, praise God for the veterans. I just was, I'm shocked. I didn't, I didn't forget about that one too. My bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Never forget. Dang it. Come on. Dang it. Anyways, but our segment today, we're rating the top, top candies to receive on Valentine's Day. Who doesn't love a little sweet, little sweet, sweet sugar, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. come on, guys. Let, let's hear it. What, what are some of your top, if you had to rank, let's let's do this collectively, okay? Okay. Let's all kind of agree on this collectively. If we, if we as a as a trifecta of podcasters, of men, who, who, <laughs> we, who receive the most candy on Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> a fellowship. What are your, what's your, what's your, what's your top, uh, top candies? Is it? If you, it's not conversation hearts, it has, I can't. Really? Yeah. I got one today. I, dude, yeah. I would do yeah. I, that. Would probably be my top. That would be my number one. I'm getting overruled here. I, <laughs> I think cinnamon bears. You guys are looking at me so judgmental. No, just I don't know. You don't like cinnamon bears? I, I don't know what cinnamon bears are. What are cinnamon bears? Like the cinnamon gummies? Yeah, it's a it's a gummy in the shape of a bear and, and it's cinnamon hot like hot cinnamon, like a hot tamale but in bear form yeah any i'm not um, a cinnamon guy god it belongs mm. in certain things but not in candy i don't think we're going to agree on anything here um i'm just going to put the hammer down real quick and say did any of you guys manage a candy store oh gosh <laughs> i am a professional <laughs> we bow before you yeah. oh lord of candy no i i do like conversation hearts okay so two um, to one conversation arts. I think that's a good conversation arts is number one. I think so. It has to be on Valentine's yeah, Day. I think I think so on Valentine's Day for sure. Number two, seize candy. Does that count? Is it like the multi pack or is it like the solid one kind of seize candy? The multi pack. I mean, no, you don't like seize candy. I do with like certain ones. Wait, when was the last time you had seize candy? I just bought a ton for my son's baseball oh, team. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Mama Kobos for single-handedly sending my kid to Cooperstown. <laughs> she loves <laughs> she loves Seas Candy. She likes to share Seas Candy. Oh, it's kind man. of a Kobos. Maybe it's a Kobos thing. I think it is. Killed it. My aunt loves Seas Candy. She's in Texas, by the way. She had a four-pound box once. Oh, my gosh. It's like wow. this big, and it costs like $250. Wow. Maybe what? not that much. Well, I guess we have to say that chocolate is a big one on Valentine's Day. Is it? Is it the uh, candy? It, it, of I would love? say I would. Say, I like C's candy, but I don't think it would make my top five. If, mm. if, we're, if we're ranking just the five, top five. 
I, got I don't think I got you can make one. top five. I got one. Tell us. Laffy Taffy. No, you're out of the. <laughs> that's like more of like a Halloween candy. I it's see romantic, that and you that's like the side, bad one. I get one side, and then we pull. It's like a whole thing, mm. but it does have a joke on it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I the like jokes that. are good. Gotta keep the relationship laughy, you know, happy. What about this? Is more Easter. How about peeps? Peeps. Have you ever toasted a peep? No. Oh man. You haven't lived until you toasted a peep. Put it in the microwave where they explode. <laughs> they get like really big. That's always That's fun. Safe. That's yeah. safe. <laughs> okay, what about Frere what about Frere Rocher? Mm. I mean the commercials alone are like romance in a in a <laughs> piece where, of where did that where does that fall in the top five? I've never actually tasted one. I feel oh, like they're, they're too really fancy. no, they're delicious. Oh, those are so good. Those what are about so Lindor? Good. Lindor as a as a compromise. Ooh. Lindor. Or is it Lint? Isn't it Lint? Lindor chocolatiers. There was a right. There was a there was <laughs> Those a good. Super Bowl commercial, right? Lindort. Lindort? No, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, it's Lint. It's like L I N D T. Right. Yeah, it's Lint. Oh my bad. Okay, so number one, conversation hearts. Number two, you're saying some sort of chocolate. Cho- okay, well, what about chocolate-covered strawberries, Hershey's Kisses? I, I Let's go Her- I think Hershey's Kisses. Number two? I think it's a standard. Oh, yeah. You need a little kiss on uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. True. Kiss. That's what I'm saying. Hold on, and I'm going to backtrack. Um, there's a flag on the field. The brand is Lint, ah. and the little chocolates are Lindor's. Ah. So ah, it's both Lint, Lindors, Lint Lindors, because uh, there's also Lint hazelnut bars. Those yeah. are great. So five yard penalty. Oh, Ghirardelli chocolate. I think I'm just hungry. So I'm just starting to smell <laughs> different chocolate. We're like at like number eight. Yeah. Okay, so we settled on a chocolate. Kisses, chocolate kisses. Okay. Okay. Number three. Cinnamon bears. How <laughs> <laughs> about chocolate covered bears? Have you had those? Those are chocolate covered gummy bears? Oh, yeah. I have. Those are pretty good. Those are, mm-hmm. No, those are pretty good. Tootsie rolls. Do Tootsie rolls? I feel like that's a Valentine. Tootsie rolls? Yeah. Let me see that Tootsie roll. <laughs> that tootsie I think roll. I don't, I can't think of five chocolates that would be Valentine's or five candies. Heart shaped Reese's. I've never had one of those. You can't go wrong with a Reese's. I mean, if I know, you don't that's like, why. if you don't like Reese's, get out of America. Get out. Get out of here right now. You're not allowed. You just get out. You're like, well, I have a peanut allergy. Nobody cares. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still have to respect Reese's. You respect it like you respect the flag. You stand for Reese's. You stand for the flag. Mm, mm. Amen. <laughs> I think I'm a little tired. <laughs> We started recording these podcasts at night, which we're not sure if it's a good idea. So if you notice a difference, <laughs> we, we might start in the morning again. We're exhausted. <laughs> a little uh, militant. I apologize. If you don't like Reese's hay, no big deal. And if you have a peanut allergy, please take care of yourself. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> People do care about you. <sighs> Just not me. Just kidding. I'm going to throw one out there, okay? And it's a little obscure. But stick with me. Swedish fish. Nothing <laughs> says romance. <laughs> Nothing says romance. Like a gummy shaped fish. All right? 
Mm. Oh my gosh. Like, hey, baby. You're like, you are Poseidon of <laughs> Swedish fish. <laughs> I feel like every time I went into your office, you always had a full bag. That and, uh, and, uh, Cinnamon bears. <laughs> no, red vines. Cinnamon bears. That and red vines. Red dude. vines. Oh my dude. gosh. Just throw them at people. So yeah. good. But think about it. Think about it. You're on a date. You're sitting there across from your loved one. And like you're the like, fish is amazing. There's so many fish in the sea, but I choose you. And here's here's a here's something to resemble that, babe. Mm. A pack of red fish. Yeah. Let's make this official. Official. Oh. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Even like Trader Joe's picked up on the deliciousness and went with the Scandinavian swimmers. Oh yeah. Hello. Swedish fish makes us makes a solid four. Yes. I got one. All right, Hollow. What do you think for number five? Kit Kats. Flavored Kit Kats. <laughs> Green tea. Oh. Ooh. They're amazing. Have you tried all the Kit Kats? No. No. Oh, dude. There's like green tea, strawberry, coffee. What? And they're cool. amazing. But what's romantic about green tea? No, no. It's, it's the fact that you go green up to the girl and be like, hey, give me a break. <laughs> break me off a piece of that Kit Kat. That's all that Ross needed. Give me a break. We were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece, piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Was it Andy from the office where he's like, <laughs> you can't get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stickers. Kitty pop. litter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Kit Kats? Okay. I don't know. I, I have to disagree because I'm not big on the first Kit Kat and, and you know, the original Kit Kat. Mm. I feel like a Twix. I feel like Twix beats Kit Kat Ooh, into the ground. Twix is good. Yeah. Twix, steals its Twix are my favorite candy, but. Really? Yeah. It's like the perfect date one because you get one and then. That, you know, the that's true. Ones. That's true. Kit Kat comes with five. <laughs> Eco ladies. <laughs> to my harem. <laughs> it's, it's the Twix for Mormons. Oh my gosh. You sounded like Fezzik from Princess Bride. Here you go, ladies. <laughs> Hello, lady. Would you like a Twix? <laughs> Don't eat the Reese's. They have a peanut. <laughs> Don't eat the Reese's. They come in pieces. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm arriving now. I mean it. <laughs> Isaac, you did something right. Oh, wait. I wanted it to go to my head. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies. <laughs> well, that's, that's just me. That's okay. That's, That's right. good. Well, I like it. I like it. I'm a hopeless chocolate romantic. I'm going to throw one more out there. <laughs> Cinnamon <laughs> bears. Cinnamon bears. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried cinnamon bears? No. Uh, Have you guys ever had a reason? It's spelled R-I-E-S-E-N. Reasons. Oh, I thought we were all waiting for the... <laughs> no, like a reason to what? <laughs> no. No. No? No. That's our homework. They are delicious. A reason? Yeah. They're like the Pringle of uh, of chocolate somewhat. I don't even remember what oh. it's Side note, have you ever had a chocolate-covered Pringle? No. Oh. 
such a thing? It's so good. Yeah, sorry. Okay. We got to get out more. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, that's been uh, our segment, Sugar Rush. That's a little tip for all you fellas, all you ladies out there, all you lovebirds. Ring pops. Oh, come on. That's right, dude. Duh. It's a good one. Number two. We should have maybe picked a less delicious segment because now that's all I can think about. All right. Well, we're moving on to our topic of today. And, uh, you know, February is a month, a lot that goes on in this month. It's, it's the Super Bowl, month of the Super Bowl, where everyone's in love at the Super Bowl. Everyone is. <laughs> everyone's a sweetheart. At the Super Bowl. There. And uh, <laughs> the first subject that we want to talk about is is really love, the love of God, but deeper than than just the love that a Christian experiences from God. Something that is is known as the common grace of God's love to the world. Mm-hmm. And um, Andrew, why, why why don't you explain what that means? Maybe someone who has never heard of that phrase before, the common grace of God's love. What, what are we getting at there? Um, so common grace, I think is a, I think we'll define it this way. Cause this is what someone wrote while humanity is totally depraved and deserving of God's wrath. God mercifully postpones his destroying wrath and graciously blesses all men, even apart from salvation. So this is called common grace or God's common grace. Common grace includes all undeserved blessings that natural man receives from the hand of God. So like rain, sun, prosperity, health, happiness, natural capacities, which would be love. I think love is in that one and gifts. So it it explains how man can totally be depraved and yet still commit acts that are in, in a some sense good or, you know, in that, in that way. So I think <clears throat> one of the things that is common to all men is that we've been given the capacity to love and receive love um, for all of humanity. Like we've all been born with this capacity and, and also a need like to feel loved and to to give that to someone else. So I think that's that's a beautiful thing because the Bible describes it as God is love mm-hmm. that we, we love because he first loved us. It's, and it's a way in which God points us to himself, even when, when people don't believe in him or recognize him. I.e. Travis, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yes. So trying to get I.e. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The purest form. <laughs> But like you know, we all have people in our lives that aren't Christian. Like Hollow, you're you're a wedding photographer. Yeah, you get to see this every week. I thought you're you're like we we all know people that aren't Christian, right? Hollow, Hollow, <laughs> you're a wedding photographer. Hollow's you can't be a Christian. <laughs> that is a forbid. That is forbidden. <laughs> Talk about Saint Valentine, forbidden. <laughs> yeah, it is forbidden. Yeah, I see it all the time. People are truly in love with each other yeah and even those that aren't saved Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. is is still a thing that we've been granted is that wild it's pretty wild yeah and even 
it's kind of crazy, but some of the best relationships that, I mean, surface wise that we see, yeah. like, you know, I'm maybe looking at like older couples who have been married and they're not believers. They, they still, you know, remain committed through that relationship. Yeah. And it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, obviously having the Lord in your life, I believe makes it a lot more doable, but it it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, there's, we see people all the time. They have loving relationships, good marriages. They're healthy, good families, good families. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, they must be Christians. And they're, they're not at all. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a common grace of, of, of God that mm-hmm. we have that capacity to do that. And, yeah. I th- and I think it speaks to the fact that we're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's ri- it's one of the laws that's written on our hearts to, to, again, we're without excuse to know that there is a God because we're able to have that kind of capacity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's in the name common grace. I mean, grace being the Greek word charis, which means gift. And these are all common gifts that we share um, especially like you were saying, Andrew, one of the one of the primary ones is our identity, um, our imago day. The fact that whether you believe in Christ or you reject Him, you're made in His image, and you have a right and identity. You know, we could, we, and that, this is some of the reason why. I'm not to get off topic from love, but um, this is some of the reason why we as Christians fight so much for the unborn, mm-hmm. um, because we believe no matter how small a human being is that there is a, a they, they carry the imago day the right the common grace whether they have received christ or not obviously you know a, a unborn child ha- can't respond to that but we see the the value in in that you know there's a guy at our church that i might have said it here on the podcast before but he it really astounded me the first time he said it to me and he, uh, he said uh, you know you will never look in the eyes of someone that god doesn't love that God didn't, that Jesus didn't die for. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this common grace that uh, God has given everyone, uh, whether they receive him or not. But now understand that it's through these common graces that God is wooing his creation, his people back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you, you talk about it a lot, Andrew, about how one of the ways that God woos us to him is is through the, uh, the good, the true, and the beautiful, right? Um, through everything that is good, um, they're everything that is true and everything that is beautiful in hopes that when they experience these things, that they discover the truest substance, that these things are mere shadows of the real thing, of the of the even more beautiful thing. And and, and a verse that I think really sums up what what this all is 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 talking about is this verse that I wrote down here in Acts 17, where Paul is speaking uh, on Mars Hill to all those philosophers. Right, and when he goes to all those philosophers, he doesn't give them the Torah, he doesn't give them the law, but he speaks to them in a way that they would understand them being pagans, them being Gentiles. And he says this in Acts seventeen. He says, giving the story of God, giving the story of creation, giving the story of God's love. He says this. He says, and he, being God, is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath, and Mm. everything else. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. 
Mm. I feel like that sums up a real good reason why common grace is poured out. Why why the world experiences love, why the world experiences the beauty of music, the giftings and the talents of of these nobility things. Um that just as as Paul says here, that that they would that people through experiencing the good, the true and the beautiful, that they would seek God, that they would reach out to him and find out that he's not far from us at all. Mm-hmm. That he's actually near. He's near to us. And obviously we see that in Emmanuel, right? In Jesus, God with yeah. us, God among us. God became one of us so near. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To look past past just what is beautiful and good to the source that is all, where, where it's coming from. There's a source of beauty. There's a source of good. There's a source of true. And that's, yeah, for sure. That's a great passage of scripture too that really encompasses that. And so speaking on the common grace of love, right? Because as we're talking about here in this, in this uh, section, the common grace of love. Though I think we listed a couple ways in in which we see it in the world, right? Like Hollow, you said there'll be two people that have been married for a number of years, experiencing um, love, but yet apart from God, Mm -hmm. and and you see that in wedding photography, and you know we see that in that type of love, even in in family relationships, families that you know, and and friendships Mm -hmm. as well. But if those things are good and true and beautiful, if that love is good and true, there's a there's a a, it is a shadow of the substance. What is the substance that it should point to? What 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 is what is casting this shadow? Jeez. The cross, Jesus on the yeah. cross. Is that that's where I was going for? It's be, best exemplified at the sacrificial, like the sacrificial love of Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. dying for our sins. Mm. Right. Yes. That's the that's yeah. the shadow. Or which that's the substance. That's the substance in which casts the shadow. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was and you know what's interesting too? And this this stood out to me too. The so Golgotha's cross is the substance which casts the shadow, the common grace shadow of love. So we when we see the purest form of love, we see it in Jesus giving his life. But who did he give his life for? For sinners. Yeah, for sinners. Yeah. For for all of humanity. First John 2 2 says Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The purest form of love is that Jesus demonstrated this love to people who would receive him and people who would not. Right. Who would spit in his face, right? Who would bargain for his clothes, who would rip his beard out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, um, who would mock him as he was giving his last last breaths and bleeding out to his betrayer, even to Judas. And uh, man, what what a what a pure form of love yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I think it was so pure and good that you see it expressed in his followers too, and when they were martyred and thrown to the lions and stuff like that, the things they would they would say to those that that did that to them 
mm-hmm. you know, I think of Polycarp and just different people like that, that, that were martyred for their faith. And, and they said the things that Jesus said, you know, they were still loving all the way through their torture. It's just, mm. that's, that's mm. the, the, the kind of love that was shown at the cross that it, it passed mm. on to every follower of Jesus as well. Yeah, and Paul would say that it's the love of Christ that compels us, right? That love that was shown on Golgotha is still reaching out to a world through who? Through the church. Yeah. Through us today. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way Jesus would even say, right, the way that they're going to know, what's going to validate the fact that you are my disciples to the world is by the love you have for each other. Right. Yeah. So are you saying that should there be a higher quality too? Yes. What is, the, what is the higher quality of love that is, that's different than let's say common grace love or whatever. What mm-hmm. is the, you know, what does that look like? Sac- sacrifice? Sacrificial love? Yeah. Agape. I, I would say agape yeah. love is a great definition of that. I think we tend to as Christians like, Oh, love your neighbor as yourself. And we classify that as like being nice to people. Yeah. Like, oh, let's be Christian. Let's be nice. I'm just loving my neighbor. I <laughs> took out their trash cans for them. Who's my neighbor? Who's yeah, who's my neighbor? That's won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> that was a great commercial. That was a great commercial. She's in labor. <laughs> She's a labor. Neighbor. Uh, oh, I gotta love Arnold. He's yeah, but Jesus classifies the neighbor. He goes all the way down to the Samaritans. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not just the person next door, the person you get along with. Or don't, <laughs> but it's your enemy. It's true. Dang, that one stings. That I one's hard. That one. Yeah, that sucks. yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Let's not look into the the Greek. Let's move on. <laughs> Jesus meant those people next to you that you like. <laughs> yes. God yeah, it's the people. But again, going back to it, Jesus died for the people that didn't like him. Yeah. Oh. But I think to sum up this section on the common graces that God has given a world that even rejects him, I mean, you think you think of all, even that moment that as Jesus died on that cross, Jesus being the the first and the last, the, the creator and sustainer, as Colossians would say, in him, he holds everything together as well, that as he's dying for a world, he is in a sense giving breath to his to his accusers. Mm. He is the one that is holding together the cells of of that are, that are in the body of of those that are mocking him and that are spitting him and and to me common grace the the greater subject of of God's common grace I think that is such a um it's it's a deep well and and a reflect uh and a in a viewpoint of of the reality of God's love for people. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's reflected in his patience. Yeah. And his love is long suffering, right? It, it's like mm-hmm. just his, yeah, that's un- unbelievable. I think, yeah, it's very loving. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, crazy, dude. Like, think about that. I think we love our justice more than we love love half the time. We love justice. That's why there's so many shows about justice. 
Would you Judge say his, Judy. his mercy triumphs? <laughs> Stop it. How dare you? Got him. Got him. Psych, that's what this podcast is all about. You guys hey, sucked me he in. He said it, okay? He said it. We love justice. I didn't even go. I didn't say it. I said we love justice. Justice Files. Uh, <laughs> justice League. Dang it. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here first. I do, I do not think it, it means first. what you think it means. Yeah. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, nope. Sorry. Sorry, to, sorry to get you off track. <clears throat> no, you're not. I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> anyway, it's easy for us to love when people are lovable and like nice and kind. It is a lot harder to love and pray for those that, man, just just you don't you don't have that kind of grace for but thankfully god does Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that jesus says that is what true love is because when he describes what the love that he wants his disciples his followers to to display he says he says what what good does it profit you to love those that love you back Mm. right he says even the pagans do that he says but but I, you write a new commandment I give to you that you love your enemy. You you bless those who persecute you. You pray for those um, who spitefully use you. It's it's a beautiful thing. Not to get too deep into it, but it is Christ invading the world and with that ide- ideology and his and he's turning everything around through the, the redeeming act of his blood and his sacrifice, and he's switching everything. He's saying, hey. Through my, my through my example of selflessly giving myself as a sacrifice, right? As Paul would say in Philippians, so you too aren't to think of yourself too highly, but mm-hmm. to consider others uh, greater than yourself, mm-hmm. right? And then he would say, consider him, yeah, consider Christ, yeah, in that. And so, yeah, it's 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 a it's definitely a beautiful thing. And and this month, I think it's a great month to talk about it, right? Because it's. Valentine's Day, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, you know, wow. and um, maybe some of you are out there and you're thinking, what the heck is Valentine's Day? What, why, why does what, what, why does it even matter? Who is Valentine? Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? No, who's your daddy? <laughs> What's up, guys? Hollow here. Just dropping in to say how much we appreciate you supporting us, listening to our podcast. If you want to give back, we have a little something called Buy Me a Coffee, a way that you could support the podcast. Just three of us doing what we do worst is. <laughs> this is so hard to do from the hip, dude. I need a script. With that, if you'd like to support us even further, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds and literally buy us a coffee. Either with a one-time donation or a recurring gift, you can literally get lightning rounds out there. Helps cover the cost we have and literally buys us a coffee. So if you want to keep the dream alive for lightning rounds and you want some perks to percolate, then buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds 
So let's get back to the episode. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was really interesting. Okay, history gives us um, uh, tells us of three three men that were called Saint Valentine, um, Andrew and Hollow, Zach, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> saints of their own right. Um, you know, and so you might you might have heard the story uh, of of the most popular one um, that centers around a priest who illegally married people. Um, and, and the story goes, right, that the, the, the Roman emperor, uh, Claudius II, he imposed a ban on marriages in order to boost his army because single men were only allowed to enter the army. And there were many guys that were dodging getting into the army by getting married. And so he bans marriage. And this priest, uh, Valentinus, um, in an effort to protect uh, the sacrament of Christian marriage, he performed secret marriages. And when he gets caught, he gets sentenced to death. And and the story goes that while he awaited his execution, he was showered with notes from couples extolling the virtues of love over war. And these notes, if they, you know, specu- uh, scholars, you know, debate whether or not this, like how true this story is. Uh, but they say that these notes um, were supposedly the first Valentines of Valentine's Aww, Day. That's sweet. And so he... Um, Saint Valentine was uh, Valentinus was executed on February fourteenth, two hundred and sixty nine, year two hundred and sixty nine. So that's probably the most popular one, but he's not the only one. Hmm. That's a cool. I mean, that's a really cool story, beautiful story. And if that's why we yeah. celebrate Valentine's Day, like, okay, I'm on board now. I thought it was just invented. <laughs> I thought it was invented well, by well, Hallmark. Yeah. Mm. Just well, to- well, well, ch- well, it's interesting because so there's two other guys that share that same name. Okay. So there's there's three Valentinus saints that are called that. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them got beheaded because mm, of their crazy. Uh, they were martyred for their faith. The second one is the story of a priest who had shared that same name and he found himself in prison for assisting Christians. He got imprisoned for that. And according to the tale, he fell in love with the daughter of his jailer and would send her notes signed oh, yeah. your Valentine, you know. Oh, and, uh, that's weird. Like he, even, even the tale goes on to say that, that he, through the power of the Holy Spirit, like, like healed her, like prayed over her and she was, she had some illness and, and she was healed from it. But he would later on go on to his, uh, to his wild. death. And he was beheaded on February 14th. Very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it is. <laughs> I love Extremely. to be sarcastic. Yeah. It's very. Extremely. Yeah. Love. Yeah. And so, and so what's actually interesting about the holiday of Valentine's day is, um, is this day was used to counter the pagan fest festivals of fertility, um, that where they worship the fertility goddess. And so Christians, what they did was they took something that was pagan and they said, Hey, you know what? We're going to redeem that. And we're going to make it as a day where we honor the martyr who gave his life for, uh, for the church who gave his life for the Lord, who, who was known as the saint of love. Right. Um, yeah. And to me, I'm like, man, that is such a cool example, but you know, cause when you look at um, so many of these holidays that we, that we celebrate today, yeah. um, like Christmas, like Easter, even like Halloween, a lot of it St. is Patrick's re- day. Re- yeah. A lot of it yeah. is, is redeem the church taking something that is, that is pagan and redeeming it. Yeah. And, and that is what the church does. The church, the church is called to be the salt, the preserving force in the world. We're not called to, on. to, you know, hide out in our, in, in our bunkers and just like wait for the end of the world. 
um, but we're, we're we're called to to be out in culture and to redeem, to take the good, the true, and the beautiful, and to point to the who they're meant to point to, to, yeah. to, to redeem it for the Lord. Yeah. And man, I just love that. I love stories of, of the church taking stuff that's just super pagan and just flipping it on its head and being like, nah, we're going to use this to celebrate Jesus. We're yeah. going mm-hmm. to redeem this. <clears throat> to me, yeah. I'm like, that's such a perfect picture of what the church is supposed to do. For reals. And it's cool with like Val- St. Valentine as well as St. Patrick. Like the root when you when you get back to the roots of it, it's not just like a drinking holiday or just a holiday to like celebrate love, but these men that stood for their faith, stood for the cross, they like risk their lives for other people, mm-hmm. and that's what we celebrate. And we celebrate them for that, and um, and so we remind each other of how much we love each other or whatever, <clears throat> or we wear green, but it gets kind of reduced down to something that's not as meaningful. And it's I think it's so cool. Yeah. When you yeah. retrace it back, now it becomes meaningful again. And you're like, Oh man, that's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful um, tradition that, mm-hmm. you know, tradition has its place. It never supersedes obviously the word of God, but I think tradition is good in, in yeah. a lot of ways, especially within. Yeah. Christendom. I think it's cool. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting that you that you say that, right? Because this year Lent begins on Valentine's Day. Huh. Oh wow! No I'm chocolate for you. Giving up Swedish fish. G- yeah. Giving up those cinnamon bears. <laughs> I don't, dude, they're so good. <laughs> and and to me, what what is what like you were saying, Andrew? Uh, one of the beauties of tradition is it has a way of recalibrating your focus, your attention, your affections on Jesus, especially for us as Christians. You know, um, when it comes to you know. When it comes to the life of a Christian, sometimes we can get a little disoriented, right? We talk about this a lot. Life can happen to us mm-hmm. instead of us planning our uh, our days out or our years out or our months out. The days end up happening to us rather than us taking advantage um, and taking dominion, like Adam was called to, of creation. Um, we we instead let all these things, including sin and the world, take dominion over us, and we become consumers instead of world changers, redeemers, like the church did for this uh, holiday, uh, Valentine's Day. And and to me, that's what I even see, you know, to kind of uh, direct the conversation to what I have personally seen in the beauty of, of what Lent is. I know it, it is like, is Lent Catholic? Is Lent, that that's a super legalistic thing, you know, and, and I grew up Catholic and, and so I, I understand the implications of that. I understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it might, might surprise you, but I grew up in El Paso, Texas. So <laughs> I didn't know you grew up Catholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wild. He's still so, like, growing up Catholic. I still am growing up Catholic. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> still got those Gregorian monk uh, oh, yeah. music going. <laughs> um, but one of the, you know, um, to look at the purest form of what these traditions were started as, mm-hmm. you know, like in, in every year we experience the changing seasons of nature, right? We, we go from the chill of winter 
to the bursting of color in spring and from the warmth of summer to the crisp um, foliage that we see of fall. And we, and it's like that natural progression through the year. And it's, it's beautiful. And, and one of the beautiful things about the church calendar is it, instead of our year being run by just nature, by seasons, we, we center our year around uh, the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the return of Jesus. Mm. That's, and, and that's what Lent falls into in the church calendar. Um, you know, of, of the two, I would say like of the two most celebrated seasons in the church calendar, if this is all new to you and you're like, what is the, what the heck is the church calendar? These, these names might, or, or these seasons might sound familiar to you. The, probably the two most celebrated seasons of the church calendar are Advent, which is a, is a church season that leads up to, right? We talked about it before. It yeah. leads up to Christmas. Right. It's a, it's a, a period of, of waiting, of longing that leads to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, Lent, which is an old English word uh, for spring or for lengthening of days to mean that the, day, that, that the light is, the days are getting longer. Yes. Um, uh, Lent, what Lent does is, is it leads to Easter Sunday. And so just like what, what, what's so, what to me, what's so cool about immersing yourself in this or um, taking part in this is just like the joys of Christmas mean so much more when they're preceded by a period of like waiting and longing. Mm-hmm. The joy and the celebration and the victory of Easter Sunday is preceded by these 40 days of prayer, reflection, of fasting, of feasting, and Lent. And so just like Advent, Lent, what it does is it prepares our hearts for Good Friday. Mm. It prepares our hearts for Easter Sunday, for Resurrection Sunday, to fully take in the joyful victory of what it means that Jesus has conquered the grave, that yeah. he's paid for our sin. It reminds us that before there could be a resurrection, there had to be a death. And before there could be a death, there had to be a perfect life that was lived mm. and uh, to take our place a perfect life that, as the Bible says, right, who was tempted in all points as we were, yet remained without sin. And so that's really what um, Lent kind of dives itself into. Yeah, You know, we talked about it in Advent, and in in the season of Advent, you light candles as you get closer to Christmas. It's it's a picture of light growing. And Mm -hmm. Lent could be a picture of ever decreasing light Mm -hmm. as we draw near and near to the sobriety of the day of what Good Friday means, of the fact that light was snuffed out, yeah. that the innocent died for the guilty, mm. and 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 letting the weight of that settle into our souls. Um, but it also right lends itself and catapults itself into the glorious, bright light and the resurrection of that Easter Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday morning. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of a little bit of a of a of like a background of what Lent is and and some of the values that I've I've seen in it. Or what what do you guys think about when you hear that? What do you what what are some of the things that you guys see uh, benefits or maybe even cautions in it? Before that, can you explain what you do on Lent? Yeah, let me explain that too, real quick. Lent begins on 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 a Wednesday, which is Ash Wednesday, and it ends on Holy Saturday, which is the Saturday before Easter. And so Lent is compiled of forty six days, forty days of fasting from Monday through Saturday and six days of feasting on Sundays. 
Mm. And those 40 days of fasting, what, what those 40 days are meant to be a picture of, right? We see that number a lot in the Bible. We see 40 days um, in, the, in the narrative of the flood. It's a picture of judgment. We see 40 days when Moses was on Mount Sinai, when the law was given, right? The Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. And I think most importantly, we see, uh, we see it in the life of Christ when he was tempted as he fasted in the wilderness for 40 days. Yeah. So Lent is, is, a, is a period of time where, the, where we as believers step into a flow and a practice of, of fasting and prayer and reflection and feasting as well on those consecutive Sundays. And fasting, I mean, that's a whole another subject to get into and what the purpose of fasting is. But one of the things, if I can just say this real quick, and then I'll let you guys kind of share your, your takeaways from, from this. One of the reasons why I see fasting as um, I've kind of been awakened to the beauty of it is because I, 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 or I find myself, I'm a creature that is so easily pleased by lesser things than Christ. I, I'm, I'm someone that, that goes after the shiny lure instead of the real thing, right? I'm, yeah. I, that, that's in my, in my flesh, in my nature. I, I find myself so often becoming satisfied and content with this world mm-hmm. instead of with Jesus. And fasting, what, what fasting does is it empties us of lesser things to be filled with the greater things of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's a reminder to us that... That, 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 you know, I don't do this fast to show God that I'm perfect or to make a penance for my sin. I don't do this to like, Lord, forgive me, forgive me. I'm fasting. God, forgive me. And like, I, I don't do this walking, hoping that God will, you know, hoping that God will find me perfect in it. But I, I practice these things. I fast these things in a way of, um, uh, because, um, I have feasted on the, on the bread of life. Because I have tasted that he, uh, that the Lord is good, because I have seen and tasted that the Lord is good, because just as Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That is why I fast. That is why, you know, Jesus even said it. Hey, when you, if you're a disciple, if you're going to be a disciple of mine, one of the things that you need to do is you need to take up your cross and what? Deny yourself. Deny yourself. And follow. Yeah. Follow to to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And fasting is a way of, of doing that. And Lent invites you into that. It's a way of denying yourself, mm. you know, and, and I'm not talking about sin. You know, you don't, you're not like, you know, Lent, you know, Lent isn't, we're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop looking at pornography or I'm going to stop stealing that candy bar every time I go into that store, or I'm going to stop, you know, cutting that person off or, or breaking the law. Like that, that's not what fasting is. We're called to kill sin, to mortify sin. Fasting is giving up things that are lawful and good to seek the things that are better and best, Mm. which is Jesus. Come on. And so that's kind of what Lent is. It's Monday through Saturday, a period of prayer. You you choose something to fast from, to seek the Lord, to pray in. But then every Sunday, because um, that's the Lord's day, right? And you don't just celebrate his resurrection one day a year. You, every Sunday you feast. Mm-hmm. You uh, eat a great meal, you take communion, you, you rejoice in the gospel. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a lot less scary when you explain it that way. I think people are, are nervous around Lent as like, oh, that's that's a certain 
sect of Christianity that we don't follow. And so we stay away from anything like that because it's weird. And when you explain it like, like that, it's, it's not weird. It's a, it's a way to, again, like you said, orient yourself around Christ and around the gospel. As you might say, it's like a way to become Christocentric again. If you've, got, if you've gotten off track, <laughs> stop it. Recentered around. Say Christ. it again. but it is right you know it's good it's a lot less scary and it's a lot less you know it's not just a a catholic practice although you know hats off to them for doing it i mean well i i think the heart behind it can be wrong for sure for like, sure. Like anything, like going yeah. to church. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you could go yeah. to church with the wrong reason of self-righteousness. But yeah, I, I think it's the heart behind it. Um, we're not looking at this like, oh, I gave something out. Like, say, I gave something up. Therefore, I am now next level Christian. Yeah. I'm going uh, to get, gonna get something out of this. Um, there's a quote here. It says, you could observe a thousand lengths and it won't ever accomplish in your life what the cross of Jesus has. Hmm. And I, I think it's important to remember that, that it's not putting Jesus's eyes on us, but us putting our eyes on him mm. Yeah. when doing this. Um, and I, I think, yeah, it, it was growing up. I remember seeing the people on like Ash Wednesday yeah, and just kind of like, oh, like kind of freaked yeah. out. And I was like, oh, that's a Catholic thing. Yeah. And it's true. When you really look into it, it's like, this isn't a bad thing. And you could say, oh, it, it's legalistic. And so, yeah, if, if that's your heart for it, then don't do it. Yeah. But you could go into it with like, this is a reminder. In the same way we have traditions, you know, normal traditions. Oh, every 4th of July, I mean, my family go to T Street and we surf. It's like, I know, right? No, but it's like, (laughs) it's your tradition. So packed on 4th of July. It's so bad. Such a bad idea. (laughs) But like, why can you have traditions of the world, but not traditions within the body of Christ? Yeah. Yeah. And I, exactly. And I think too, the word of God always, always supersedes traditions of men. hundred percent. But, and, and that's like, I think where we've gotten away from tradition. Cause it's like, well, no, it's, it's adding to or whatever, but it, I don't think that's at the heart of it. It's men's, it, it's our heart that wanders to that and says, well, I'm doing these mechanical things. And, and that's not the heart of the tradition the heart of the tradition is good. And it's like to say, again, like you said, but our heart wanders away from, of, of the simplicity of that tradition or, yeah. or the core of it, if you will. And I, I think one of the things that pulls me into, uh, for me personally, and this is, this is one of the, my, my um, pulls towards this is me, Zach, I, I, naturally, I don't naturally stray into righteousness. Mm. Like I, I'm not you prone don't? to righteousness. <laughs> wow, you know? prone to follow. You know? Yeah, <laughs> just so prone to loud. loyalty and faithfulness. That is not me. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so so like holiness doesn't doesn't happen naturally in me. I have right. to plan for it. That's that's part of the reasons of why we. You know, we could use the same thing towards devotions, right? People could take that as legalistic, mm. you know, um, yeah. but it's like, no, these are healthy, good practices that pull my heart towards Jesus, yeah. that make me more Christ-like. That's the same thing with this. It's the same thing with with even with fasting. You know, it's 
what it is, is it's like the, one of the beatitudes that Jesus said, he said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Right. Right. And, and what fasting does is it creates a hunger and a thirst for righteousness in me Mm. to be, to, it, it, it teaches me not to be content and satisfied with earthly things, but to empty myself of good things for a time so that I can be satisfied with Jesus, the greater thing to be intentionally and consciously filled with Jesus um, amidst the world that we live in, you know? And so it's like a leash that I keep on myself that keeps me like like the hymn says, right? Lord, bind, Lord, like a fetter, Lord, bind my wandering heart to thee. David would even say it in the Psalms and say, Lord, I have found your boundary lines, right? And they're pleasant to me. I found joy and safety and security in these fences that you've laid up for me, God, that keep me near to you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we got to do that, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's what I, what some of these practices as any Christian practice is, can stray on that pendulum of of li- of uh, liberty and legalism, for and, sure. and you find that tension between the two of and that balance between where there's a there's an intentional heart behind it, and you're you're doing it to seek the Lord and to be satisfied in Him, and mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the beauties of it, you know. And it's not and like I said, it's it's not all it's not all fat it's not all fasting, right? The the practice the original practice of it is Monday through Saturday you give something up. Yeah. You give something up that's good to you to seek God and 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 to be filled and satisfied with him. But come Sunday, what's 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 really cool is that the church also built it in that said, hey, when Sunday comes, that's the Lord's day. What do you do that day? Well, that's the day you you remember and you celebrate his resurrection. So you feast that day. You party. You 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 fast, but you you also let your fast be abruptly interrupted by by a, the Lord's feast. Mm. You, you, cause because it, you know, you remember for us as Christians, we're we're, we're, we're one day closer towards eternity and, and heaven is not, you know, the doldrums. It's not going to be boring. We're, we're heading day, uh, a day close, you know, day after day, we're, we're growing closer towards the wedding feast. Yeah. Right. That's what we're, that's what, that's what we're growing towards. We're growing towards celebration, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's, that, that's why I feel like even in the midst of, of the fasting every Sunday that leads up there, you're reminding yourself, Hey, but Jesus is, has, has conquered and I'm feasting on his, on his body. And I'm feasting in, in the gospel of his blood. And I'm reminding myself of what that, that he is truly, you know, as, as, as the Bible would say, are all in all, mm. he is everything. He's everything for yeah. us. And so, um, yeah. Amen. Amen. I like it. I like it. I'm all about it. Yeah, I was looking into it too. And I think too, going back, because this Lent was something that like stumbled me growing up mm. in a sense. Like if I saw someone who was a believer and they're like, oh, you were doing Lent. I was like, oh, you're not a believer. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing this. And I, it goes back to, I mean, the Catholic Church had so much power yeah. at one point. And until the Reformation, when things started happening, I think there was just this exodus from anything that was man-made. If it was man-made, it wasn't good. Mm. And so everyone kind of just dipped out of that and said, oh, this is an act of righteousness on your own. But again, because those were, you were under the the law of the church, therefore it was legalistic because you had to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But because we're free under Christ now, we can do it. And Mm. yeah, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Yeah. And, and I would say even with that hollow, you know, like there are cautions. I mean, Jesus gives cautions mm. when you fast. 
right? He says, don't be like the Pharisees, you know, who um, when they fast, they put on sackcloth and they look gloomy and they don't shower. So 100%. that way people go, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? And you're like, oh, well, you must know I'm giving up food. You know, wow, you must be so holy. Like, right? Jesus says, no, let, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Mm. Like, look, clean your face, wash your face. Let this be something that the Lord sees in secret and he will reward you. Yeah. In a secret place. Yeah. Don't let don't let this be something that you're like showboating off on your Instagram. Like today's Lent, and you know, like like I think you know, like you're taking a sorry, picture of like sorry this I didn't is post this week, guys. Yeah, <laughs> fasting just been Instagram. sacrificing. You know, <laughs> my 200 followers. So like, I even think that like one of the wrong. This is not wrong, but it it can be a it can be a wrong question to ask. Is like, what are you giving up for Lent? You know, because then, because then you're, you're trying to pull out questions, or you're trying to pull out like, oh well, how holy are you? Yeah, you know, like, what are you really? Are you? Oh, you're giving up bread. You're giving up food. You're giving up, you know, like, and so letting it be. And I'm, I, I don't want to get legalistic in it, but my conviction through it is like, man, let let the Lord see what you do in secret, and yeah. he, man, mm-hmm. He's there, and let Him reward that. You know, mm-hmm. don't be someone that just um, like that's pharisaical. That's what that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and I think to your point too, the verses you sent me today in in Second Peter, it says, "For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self control, and to self control perseverance. Uh, excuse me, perseverance." Okay. And to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. So with everything that Peter is encouraging you to do, he says, make an effort to do these things. Well, how do you do those things? There's a practice that we have to practically apply, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to add goodness or I'm going to add self-control, like what is the, the practical application to mm-hmm. accomplish that? What is the how of it all? And so I think when you're, we're talking about um, drawing closer to the Lord, and we're, well, well, how do we do that? Well, here's a practice that can can lend to that that goal or to to that that kind of um, desire in your heart. There there has to be a practical how, yeah, in all of it. So I, mm. I think that's kind of what Lent can do is it can lend a practical how to um, if if that's your desire. Yeah. Um, and, and just like any of the other thing, like practices, you know, it can lend to. Zach said it well with devotions. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I'm devoted to Christ 24 mm. 7. But no, it's like we can set that time aside in the morning and have those devotions and read that, you know, read as a family or, you know, pray before we go to bed. We could have those practices in our life mm. and they're good things. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's any good thing that becomes a God thing becomes a bad thing. I think someone once said. Mm. So I think one thing that would be good, fun for us to explore at some point is how like two very opposite things can coexist in the same place. So like love, as much as we like, we could have love, pain is also involved in love. Like in how those things, I don't know, maybe someday Mm. we could talk about that stuff, but love, if you're going to love, yeah, blood, you know, Andrew and hollow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It is a beautiful Te- friendship, though. Yeah. Texas and California. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Just how I, I don't know. I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How things that sh- you feel like they're opposites, they're not. They're actually, they exist in the same frame. Justice and mercy. What? Oh. Mm. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, you can cut that so part I, out. I think to kind of round it out, you know, I would say to those that are listening, you know, first thing I want to say is I think, like Hollow said, you know, if this stumbles you, understand that you are held under no right to keep these things, right? There's nowhere in the Bible that says you must fast, you know, six days a week for the entire year or whatever. Um, or you must pray every morning at this time or in that, you know, um, these are things that we do out of a love relationship with the Lord. And, uh, mm-hmm. we let our relationship with God drive our limits and, and the boundaries we set. And, and for some of us, yeah, we, Hey, guess what? You can enjoy Easter and good Friday without celebrating Lent. hundred percent. Yeah, of course you can, you know? So I don't want anyone to be listening to this and be feeling like, Oh, like, you know, like like Peter said when right when they were writing to the to the Gentiles and about the Gentiles who were receiving the gospel in the book of Acts, and and Peter and Paul were like, Why are we gonna put a burden on them that neither no, us nor our fathers could keep? Yeah. Right, <laughs> when when right. it comes to like circumcision and the law, yeah. you know, and stuff. So he's like, Hey, we couldn't even keep these things. Why are we gonna put this burden on them? And and that's I, I think that falls true with this too. Like this is not meant to be a a burden in the sense of like a, a way that we obtain a right before the Lord. This, that's that's not what we're getting at. Um, but maybe I would say on the other hand, maybe you are listening to this or and you're hearing this and, and it is stirring your heart. It is stirring. The Holy Spirit is stirring you to, to think like, man, like I want to make this Easter more intentional. Like sometimes, you know, like we said it during Christmas season, like sometimes Christmas can hit you in the face and all of a sudden it's like here. And you're mm-hmm. like, where did the whole month of December go? And I think that's the same that's true for Easter. Sometimes life can just happen so quickly. And before you know it, it's Good Friday and Easter. And you're like, you're like sitting there trying to relish in the the story of the gospel and the, and the weight of what that means. And this, you know, may, maybe the, the spirit is stirring your heart. I, I would encourage you, hey, whether it is a Lent fast or it's not, like the Bible does, Jesus does teach that fasting and praying are good things. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not bad things. <laughs> you know, they're good things to do. And he encourages us to do them. He says, when you fast, when you pray, these are things that are expected of disciples, you know? And so if if your heart's getting stirred towards righteousness, man, lean into that, man. Let, let, you know, that's where I would say, let the Holy Spirit off the chain. Like, let it, let that holy hound of heaven just go mm. for it and just, be fervent in righteousness and be like, you know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump all in, Lord. I, I'm, I'm gonna seek you. I'm, I want to be someone who is satisfied and and in you, and someone that hungers and thirsts for for holiness, for righteousness, and nearness to you. So th- that's kind of what what I would say to 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 both sides. All, all in all, you know, it's it's about Jesus, right? That's the beauty of this the season we're walking into, mm-hmm. and it's the fact that He paid the price. He's the one that lived the perfect life. He's the one that died the death we should have died. And because he was risen, the Bible tells us that we too will rise again mm-hmm. with him. And so um, that that's the gospel. And that's what we hold our, ourselves on to. And so, yeah, happy Praise February. Praise <laughs> February. 
the love month. Love month. So he didn't say to do Lent, but he did say love your enemies. So do that instead. Love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fast from love. (laughs) Can I do Lent instead of loving my enemies? (laughs) That would be great. I'm actually (laughs) fasting from that right now. Yeah. I'm fasting from my enemies. <laughs> and don't do it if you're trying to lose weight too. I would say that's that's probably the wrong reason to fast as well, too, which is a temptation, right? You're like, sweet, I can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> I can lose weight and it's like, lose you know, weight like and don't let that fabulous. be the, the only reason. You know what was the greatest joy about Lent growing up? Filet of fish, <laughs> filet of fish Fridays, baby. That's right, baby. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> filet of fish Fridays, fried fish with a half slice of cheese, oh. some tartar sauce between two buns. Oh, it's so not. It's delicious. Appetizing. Delicious. Oh. Anyways, anyway. just go to Rubio's. Just get a, just get a fish taco there, just and let Ruby? that be your. Uh, there you go. Oh man. Rubio's Baja Grill. Wow. (laughs) Do they have a jingle? They used to have it on the radio. Wow. When I listened to the radio. The radio. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Anyway. That's good. All right. Hey, well, thanks for listening to Lightning Rounds. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry we haven't put out a lot of uh, content lately. It's just been kind of wild. I just had a baby, had a kid, and thankful for these two guys doing their – Carpool Christianity keeps oh, me sane in. on Wednesdays. <laughs> so tune in, <laughs> tune into that. You guys are in for a treat. Um, as always, uh, it, it's our pleasure to do these things. But hey, if you want to help keep the lights on, buymeacoffee.com uh, forward slash lightning rounds. You can help support keeping the lights on for lightning rounds and, and all that fun stuff. And hey, if you want to send in a topic though, too, maybe you're just like, hey, this would be a really cool thing to hear these guys debate and fight over. Yeah. Whether it's a biblical subject, whether it's a cultural hot topic, or whether it's just like, hey, I need to learn how to do life. Like, how do I tie my shoes? Does the bunny go through the loop? <laughs> do I, uh, mm. you I'm know, under? <laughs> are Heelys still a thing? Like, <laughs> I think I sent a question to you guys today. Will we take a dump in heaven? Like, is that these are the questions is we that, need to be asking? I think, and did you know, like, did you guys know who's that, the plumber of heaven? Yeah. Well, there's I mean, there's a debate about that. Did you know <laughs> that Heelys were invented by the Catholic Church? Stop it. They were as the new form of chastity belt. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It's been repelling women since 1874. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Just kidding. Oh, that's anyway. good. All right, um, but thanks for listening, guys. Uh, my name's Zach Hollow, Andrew, and we hope you have a fantastic Lent or no Lent, and maybe find some lint in your pockets. <laughs> Couple of Bye. <laughs>